Hello and welcome back to No Freaking Clue. I'm your host, Wabby, and today we got a classy setup, okay? If you're tuning in visually, because I'm visiting my friend, Joe, <laughs> and she agreed to be on No Freaking Clue. So we're excited to have her. I'm ready. <laughs> She's I'm like, ready. I, I don't know what to expect here. I'm like, me either. I have no freaking clue, so. We're along for the ride. I hope your expectations aren't high because, I mean. My expectations are sky high. I love that. It's you. You I'm always like, blow me away. If you don't know Joe, Joe has a social media presence. Yes. You probably do know Joe. Who I post kidding? on the internet things about my life uh, on TikTok and Instagram. And people eat that shit up. Yeah, we, we're, we're out here. We're vibing. We're a Joe stan. Are we? Yeah. I love that. So I started doing TikTok after Joe. Yeah. And then Joe found my loser ass and was like, wow. Wait, were you like, wow? Yeah. No, I followed you for a while, I feel like. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how when we met. When did you start? I started in October or no, like started, started August of 21 or September. Okay. I feel like very soon after you started posting, you were showing up on my For You page. I don't know if it's because we are both Arkansas ghouls, ghoulies or what it is, but you were showing up. I was like, this girl is hilarious. And then my friend Brittany started sending me your videos all the time. Uh-huh. She's like, I think this girl's in Arkansas. And then I became utterly obsessed and was like, I hope that we get to be friends. And look at us now. Yeah. We I did it. I was coming to town and I was like, yeah. let's meet up. We went and got coffee. Yep. And the rest is history. Now we're friends. Now we're buds. Yeah. And Joe I, is my mother in yes. the industry. I actually, when I was a kid, you know how in the friend groups there's always the mom? Yeah. I was not the mom. Really? Yeah. But I feel like in my adulthood, I have become like kind the of mama. the mom. And Bitch, I, I'm a mother. Yes. No drama. No drama. Wait, what were you in your other friend? Did you know that audio is how Matt and I announced we were pregnant with our first? Really? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so tell the people <laughs> about your life and, le- you know, Matt, the whole 411, what's the sitch? Okay, so uh, I'm married and I have two kids and I live in Northwest Arkansas. Yes. Grew up in Missouri, went to college in Arkansas after following a boy. Uh, I know. Which time out do you recommend or not? Don't recommend. Okay. I recommend, uh, I mean, I feel complicated about it. How sure are you? If you're questioning it, go with your gut. Yeah. Does that make sense? Then you probably like, if you have to ask me that question, Mm -hmm. like, do I recommend it or not? And you're listening to my opinion. I don't recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that people should go out on their own and experience their own things and be independent in mm-hmm. their late teens, early 20s. I think there are exceptions to that. Yeah. I think sometimes people really do meet their people and like that's just what it is. Um, I did end up marrying the boy I followed to college, but we broke up in the middle. Uh, got back together. Uh, he moved away for a little bit. We lived in separate states. Then he moved back. We got married. We built a house, we had a couple kids, then we renovated a house, and all the while we're posting on the internet about it. I used to be a full-time wedding photographer, uh-huh. and so I was marketing my photography business, and when COVID hit, all of my work kind of got postponed mm-hmm. or canceled, and I started posting on TikTok, and now I create content full-time. That was a really and- abridged <laughs> version. <laughs> I love it, though. I feel like a lot of people haven't heard the whole, the whole shit, the shit shit show rundown whatever you want to call it I don't know why I called it shit show I was trying to say shit it is kind of a shit show and it came out that your life was a shit show but I don't think your life's a shit show (laughs) I'm like I don't know 
Um, a little bit. But yeah, no, you used to be a photographer. Like that's yeah. I, the first time I heard about Joe is my best oh. friend Mary. Oh, in twenty twenty, wanted Joe to be her photographer. She's like Abby. Have you seen it? This is before or twenty one. I guess it was twenty twenty when she wanted a new photographer. This is so embarrassing. And I hadn't even started on TikTok yet. I Mary was like, I want this girl to be my photographer, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and she showed me Joe, and she messaged Joe, and, Joe and I just never ghosted her. It. You never opened it. And Mary came over in September or August to meet Joe. <laughs> and Mary was going to DM her something, like a book or something for Joe to read. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. That's not embarrassing. It's embarrassing that I never responded. I didn't see it. Yeah, but you had so many, sh- so yeah, much well. in your, why do I have to keep trying to say shit? You have so much in your DMs that like. Yeah, but I still, I felt bad. <laughs> I hate that. But we I'll, think it's funny. Yeah, I don't, uh. I didn't get to photograph Mary's wedding. That's sad. Maybe that the next been, one. That would have been a blast. Joking. Yeah. I'm joking. Wait, <laughs> maybe, what? Maybe the next round. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's crazy that you guys knew who I was. Yeah. Which you also, though, made Matt a stay-at-home dad. Or like, yeah. not a stay-at-home dad. They all work together. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you retired him in a sense. From engineering, at least for the time being. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it got to the point in 2021 that we were doing a lot of work together. And he was helping me a lot with content. We wanted to start a podcast. Uh, we had a new baby. And we made the decision. And he left his job in early February, I think, 2022. And now he stays home and works with me and helps with the kiddos. And... Yeah, kind of a weird, we're, we're a weird mashup of things going on for sure, yeah. but it works for us. No, it really does. Me and Mary were just talking about at lunch with Joe that we love seeing y'all together. Like y'all actually like each other Yeah, <laughs> and you spend a lot of time together. Like we were saying, if you guys didn't like each other, that would suck. Yeah, we, spend we spend a lot of time, lot of time together, yeah. more than most married couples, but we do. We're, we're just the best of friends. Yeah, uh, Matt and I met in high school actually. And so we've been best friends for a long time and it's been... It's a journey. Yeah. But it's it's good. And now you'll have little babies together and they're yeah. so cute. Yes. And and the big thing, well not one of your big things, is that this time last year, when I first met Joe, I came into her house and she pulls up her shirt, but takes me to the bathroom, pulls down her pants, pulls up her shirt. I'm like, what? Oh God. What is this? This is so me? scary. What did I do? <laughs> oh my God. Takes unzips her pants, pulls up her shirt. I'm like, um, okay. And she's like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what? How pregnant? I had to have been pretty pregnant to have tried to reveal it that way. What was it? It was September, late September. Okay. And gave birth in January. So, so I wasn't that 20 weeks pregnant. Maybe. Yeah. Around that. And she ended up hiding I was really proud of my little her whole pregnancy from the internet. And then after she had her baby number two, she revealed it. And mm-hmm. everybody was like, holy shit. She pulled a little Kylie Jenner action. Yeah, that was wild. Iconic. I forget that I did that. I know that sounds silly, but when people ask about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I just, it, I don't know. Was there any time that you posted a video that you're like, oh, shit, people are going to know no. on this video? Really? No. I, the thing is, here's the thing. I was in control of everything that got uploaded. Uh-huh. And so it's actually a lot easier than you would think because I would film. So I, I did my Joe Learns to Host series, which is a series I do around the holidays every year, me preparing to host Christmas and things. And I film long video. So eight, 10, 15 minute videos. Uh-huh. And then I cut clips and I cut it down to a minute and a half. 
And so it's actually really easy to just take the angles that you couldn't uh-huh. see my belly. Yeah. And then because it's long form, people weren't even thinking about not seeing something yeah. because they were seeing so much and they were of me. Concentrating on your hands and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like there was one video you posted because you did a lot during it where you would do face on ones of like something you'd filmed in and then turn sideways. Yeah. And there was one where I was like, oh my gosh, like if I would have really looked at that, maybe I could have. The Christmas cards. There was one time I was like, okay, I could have if I really. There was a video I posted of me uh, talking about Christmas cards where I'm in a sports bra and sweatpants, but I'm wearing the sweatpants hiked so up high. bold to be what, eight, nine months pregnant at that point? I, yeah, I was, I was like seven months pregnant, I think. And when I filmed and posted the video that day, I filmed a follow-up video to post later mm-hmm. that was like, I just want you guys to know, I cannot believe that you don't see that I'm pregnant in this video. Uh-huh. And I knew people wouldn't. People may have thought it, but I also think that my audience is very well trained in terms of not commenting on my body. Yeah. I Cause that. I think that's part of it too. Yeah. I don't think it's that nobody noticed anything. There's definitely some of that, but I also think people just know I don't tol- don't mm-hmm. comment on my body. If, if I haven't told you, I don't want to talk about it. Which I feel like that's a good thing. Did you ever go out in public and think, what if somebody saw me and posted that I, shit? I took a picture with somebody that followed me in Target at 39 weeks pregnant. Like the week before I gave birth, Matt and I were at Target. Like so pregnant. Uh-huh. And she was like, can I get a picture with you? And I said, sure. Took a picture with her, went on with my day. I've never seen the photo. I don't know if she could tell I was pregnant or not. Uh-huh. I have no idea. But that's floating around somewhere. I wonder somewhere. if she went on your page and was like, is she hiding that she's pregnant? Yeah. My, my friend Claire, I told her really late. 36 weeks. I hadn't Uh seen her in person and we had a whole brunch together. I was wearing a sweat set, left brunch. She gave me a hug and, but it wasn't like, it was like a side Mm -hmm. hug and like the way she hugged me, I guess she didn't notice because I thought when she hugged me, she was going to be, you know, being like, wait, what? And then I was like, okay, well now I have to just tell her. I was like, Claire, I'm having a baby in like (laughs) three or four weeks. And she was flabbergasted. In like three to four weeks. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not a very like show. I like, like you're tall. Yeah. Tall girls kind of like I'm tall and out. I don't yeah. have a really big bump. So yeah. that definitely played and to my favor. your tits are huge. Like, just, like yeah. bounces out. Exactly. Well, that's the other thing. My boobs are so big that my clothes hang off of them. Yeah. So my bump has to be pretty see, big. my small ass tits. You no, you would have a that. way harder yeah, time. they'd be like, oh, I see that shit. Yeah. yeah. That would be a lot harder. Yeah. God anyway. bless it. Yeah. What do you do? I know. I guess that's a good thing about having huge shits. Yeah. You can hide a pregnancy for nine months yeah. if you want. They also, though, will make you look a lot uh, bigger than you are, uh-huh. I've learned. Like a lot of, I have a couple of friends who've had reductions and when they get reductions, everybody's like, have you lost weight? Like you look so thin. Uh-huh. And it's because stuff's been hanging off their chest yeah. for so long. Yeah. Because I thought about getting a boob job, but I know it'll make me look, you know. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> I could use a little a little balance in here, but I know that that will be like my clothes will fit different. For your clothes will for sure fit yeah. different, but maybe in a way that you like. Maybe not. I, don't I know. mean, it'll be different than looking like a twelve year old prepubescent boy like I do right now. So you know, I don't it, feel it like would, that's true. Shit would fit a little bit different. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like, where even were we? One thing about Joe is she is my mother in the industry. As I said, she's very wise. She knows like how old are you now? 30. 
You, you are 30. I'm, 30. I'm making sure. I thought you were, but yeah. I was like, I don't. I know there was one point where we were making videos and you were like, I'm going to be 30. Yeah, I am 30. So Joe's got some wisdom under her belt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm so old. <laughs> oh. But honestly, though, whenever you start hitting like this age of your 20s, I feel like each year it's like an insane amount of difference in your learning Your 20s shit. are hard. Yeah. So I feel like hard. you're only six years older than me, but that's a lot of shit. Are you 2000? 99. 99. Okay. Yeah, August. Okay. So pretty close. Yeah, I knew that once when I said it out loud because Caroline, who's one of my best friends, is She's, September yeah, 99. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't count me out of the 90s. I'm a 90s bitch. Well, well, because a second ago I was going to say, yeah, she was born in the 90s. But then in my head I was like, I think you were born in the 90s. <laughs> Barely, but you were. Barely, but I was. Yeah, you yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I asked Joe for a lot of advice. And so I was like, you know what? Who better to have on the podcast about having no freaking clue than Joe, who has a freaking clue about... 90% of shit in life. I think what I have a freaking clue about is that nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I think that's really the key. And I... It's I, okay see, to have like, no freaking clue because nobody has no freaking clue. No. Everybody has no freaking clue. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like... There we go. You have clues about shit that I don't have clues about, and I have clues about shit that you don't have clues about. You know what I mean? Which is why we're a great team. I know. <laughs> Love it. Is mine... Like, is the shit that I have clues about worth a shit now? But I, I do have a clue. So mm-hmm. what do you do? Anyways. She taught me how to do my eyebrows. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Joe like teaches me about things about life. And I'm like, well, I know how you can do your eyebrows. That's honestly so much more applicable. <laughs> like that is like at the forefront of my interactions with people I'm all like, my Joe, life. what do you do whenever you're getting hate on the internet? And she tells me, I'm like, well, I know how to do your I'm eyebrows. Like, I'm like, now my eyebrows are glued properly, you know? <laughs> and we love that. Yeah, we do. Got to be glued. Sponsor me. Okay. Anyways, I'm like, where the fuck are we going with this? (laughs) Oh, you mentioned that there's such thing as a worst year of your life. Yeah. So what? Well, to me. Yeah. 23. 23. Which it wasn't for you. We talked about this. Yeah. Mine was 17. But I feel like 23, 22 is such a hard time in your 20s in general. I think this is applicable throughout your 20s, but it's that first time of getting out of college. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure for some people, it's when they get out of high school, if they're going straight into the workforce, but losing out on that peer group. Uh-huh. So no longer having people surrounding you that are your same age with the exact same day to day as you. Yeah. Uh, and it just like isolates you and makes you feel totally alone. Yeah. And I think So what were you doing at the time? 23. I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. I was working full time uh, doing marketing and photography for Mod Boutique mm-hmm. in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Shout out and Maud. yeah, shout out Mod. Uh, code Joe twenty for twenty percent off. Oh, slay! <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I uh, I was working there doing all of their marketing, and I felt like all my friends had moved on to either grad school, med school, law school, or big corporate jobs. Yeah, and I was working for a small business. I was making very little money, mm-hmm. uh, and I was just feeling really isolated and alone. And I was single and, uh, I had a lot to work through. Yeah. And I felt like, so that was the year you and Matt broke up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I don't think that is necessarily what, what it was. It wasn't us breaking up that made it so hard for me personally. Mm-hmm. It felt to me like what made it so hard is I felt like everybody else had it together but they didn't. But they, you thought they, they didn't. Did. But yeah. I thought they did. Yeah. And I felt really isolated in my experiences. Yeah. 
And so that's why I always try to voice that really loudly to people I meet who are graduating from college and they're so excited to get started on that first year they're going to get their first job. They're like, it's going to be so good. And I'm like, it is. It is going to be so good. I'm not dismissing that. But also putting the bug in their ear of it's also going to be unlike anything you've ever experienced because it's the first time you've been pulled away from your peer group and around other people in a full-time capacity. And it's okay if that makes you feel isolated and it's okay if it makes you feel lonely and you're not alone in those feelings. Yeah, which that might be why 17 was my bad year because I graduated high school and I didn't go to like a traditional college. You know, I went online, community college, pulled away from my peer group. Like everybody was doing something different. So that's probably why that was my worst year. Yeah, well, that's, I I mentioned Caroline earlier, who is my friend that's your age Uh and she didn't go to college. And that's why I mentioned for her, it was 18. 18 was so hard for her. Because I mean, that's all you know from kindergarten, five years old, right? Literally until you're 22. You're surrounded by this peer group that you automatically have things in common with. And when you hit your 20s, mm-hmm. suddenly you have to seek out, not only for your community, seek out people who have similar interests to you, you're also trying to figure out what your interests are. Yeah. And I think that when I was younger, I thought that you were just going to be handed your interests. Like, hey, this is what you need to do in life you got to fucking figure that shit out. Like it's yeah. not handed to you what you're going to be in life. And that was one thing that I was like, um, and I still don't know what I'm going to be. <laughs> like I was just lucky enough that social media fell in my lap whenever I was trying to figure out what I was going to be. Well, and also that it's okay for it to change. Yeah. I think we don't hear that enough because uh-huh. so many people I talk to, they go to school for one thing, they get a couple years in and then they're 25 mm-hmm. and they're like, I'm having this quarter life crisis right now because I'm three years into a career that I did four years of education for and I yep. invested all this money in and I hate it and I'm miserable and I have to do this the rest of my life. You don't. Yeah. You don't. You can go a different direction and it's okay. It's not, your schooling and those three years of work are not wasted time. It's time guiding you into what you like to do. Yeah. It's learning about yourself. And I feel like that's sometimes hard to do whenever you have parents that have done the same thing for years. Like 100%. it's like, yeah. My dad changed his career path 2013. He got a job. He used to do blue collar construction and then he got a job. He sells machinery now in 2013. And I feel like he would have, that fell in his lap. Like he would have never gone out and like done something different because it, it's hard to take those chances and those challenges of doing that, not challenges, but chance of changing your career path. That's right. scary shit. That's really a scary. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're in something that you feel like is really stable and reliable. Yeah, it is. It's scary. But if you're, it's scarier having, knowing that you might live your life unhappy hundred percent making that change. A hundred percent. Uh, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of different things in my 10 years since graduating college and, uh, I've become very comfortable with change and realizing mm-hmm. that there are always opportunities yeah. out there. So many. Yeah. Um, so if you don't like something and you're unhappy doing something, uh, don't be afraid to make the change. It doesn't have to be cold turkey either. I think that's the other thing we think mm-hmm. is that like, if you became a teacher and you're having to deal with the state that schools are in right now, which shout out to anybody that's teaching out there, like you're incredible. Uh, you make the decision you want to do something different. It doesn't have to be, I'm quitting teaching right now and then I'm jumping Mm -hmm. into something new. It can be uh, in your limited free time that you're taking an online training to get certified in nutrition so that you can pursue this other thing that you want to do that you want to build on the side. I'm not saying any of that's ideal, Yeah, but you can put those blocks and like start building a foundation for what's next. 
Mm-hmm. I, like, don't or be even making the that. connections while you are a teacher right. to go to the next. So, right. Which I think on Human 2's last podcast, my manager Reagan was a teacher and she talked about how when she was a teacher, now she's obviously an agent, which yeah. is a change. Huge change. And it was the end of the year and she was scared to make that jump. And even like whenever she made the jump and now she's an agent, whenever they went back to school, like she felt like she was kind of missing out on like the back to school excitingness. So like, I don't know. Well, I'm sure there there are reasons she probably became a teacher. And so when she watches those school years roll around, there are still loves that she has for that job that she sees and Mm -hmm. kind of yearns for, I'm sure. And that's part of it. It's all the good stuff. They were saying like, it's all the good stuff though. Cause you forget about the shitty stuff that you have to deal with. Well, that's just true of life, isn't it? Like when I think back to high school, college, Mm -hmm. all of that, I think about the good times. I think that's part of why people tell you constantly, you know, you grow up and you're, oh, high school, some of the best times of your life. College is some of the best times of your life. Oh, your kids being little. Those are the best times of your life. You, you hear those things through each season. And I think part of that is just when people look back, they really resonate and see a lot of the good stuff yeah. and they don't remember the hardship. And I think that's the beauty of life is there's always both going on. Yeah. And the good part is that the good weighs, outweighs the bad because then you can look back and be like, oh. Yeah. Like. In a, mem- in a memory standpoint, for sure. Yeah. It's way better than the bad way. <laughs> the good percent really shitty. Right. Your 20s are hard. Yeah. Uh, and the main thing that I think of when I think of 20s, and I think I've said this to you before. This is my favorite thing ever. Is your 20s are like the infanthood of adulthood. So when you're in your 20s, you're a baby adult. Uh-huh. And then you hit your 30s and you're a teenage, like angsty adult. Mm-hmm. And then your 40s, you're an adult adult. And then your 50s, you start over again and you are a baby, like older person. Uh-huh. And then in your 60s, you're a teenage older person. And then your 70s, you are an older person, older person. If you make it past 70s, like you're just vibing because you've done it. I love that so much. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm always like, well, somebody tells me like, you haven't got your oral changed in eight months. I'm like, yeah, I'm an infant. You are. I'm an infant. You Give are. A break. 100%. And I... Uh, I don't know. That's just the way I think about it because you're so new in your 20s and there's this expectation that you have it figured out. Well, you've been coddled your whole life. Is coddled the word? Yeah. Yeah. From till 18 and they're like, ideally, go do your own thing. Like, yeah. And expect you to fucking know how to do it perfectly. Like, right. Absolutely not. Yeah. And so I use that way of thinking to cut myself a break. Yeah. And I think people are trying to hide the fact that they don't know what the frick they're doing because they don't they think that you have to know 100%. and that it makes you feel even more alone that you don't know. Well, and we're not good about honestly communicating our vulnerabilities because it goes against our human nature. Yeah. Period. Like, I don't think that that is people being vile or evil or gatekeeping or doing any mm-hmm. of those things. It is not a natural instinct to share where you're vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. You know? And... I think that's something that we really have to work on within our relationships and our friendships is being mm-hmm. really honest rather than trying to hide all of those pieces. Yeah. Which I feel like with this day and age, it's, we're getting better. Yeah, we're I agree. Getting there. Well, I think that there's so much information out there with podcasts and yeah. TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And you can toss in a Google of, well, what if I feel like I'm absolutely drowning in my 20s? Is that normal? I don't know about normal, but I would definitely say common. Yeah. I feel like social media, that's one of the good things about social media is that anything you're going through, there's somebody on there that's going through it and you can find it and you can feel less alone. 
kind of like my eating disorder. I literally found so many people that had eating disorders. Whenever I had mine, I was like, oh shit, this is what I'm going through. Okay. You're not alone. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, for me, it's motherhood Mm -hmm. has been one of the most isolating experiences of my life. Let's talk about that because my sister wanted to talk about that on the last episode because she says it's so isolating too. And it makes no sense. Yeah. It, it, it does. And I understand it, but it makes no sense because how many women are mothers? Yeah. Most of them, Uh you know, more mothers than not. Yep. Or people have had children and they have or at adult some point children. In life they're going right. to exactly, yeah. and yet it's such an isolating experience because we don't talk about it. We don't prioritize moms in our culture at all. We don't prioritize children, and so it leaves moms feeling like the best way they can do motherhood is by not being seen and not being heard, uh-huh. both them and their children, and that's isolating. Yeah. Super, just it makes you feel uh-huh. so alone. And I feel like it's even just crazy that moms have to work up till the day they give birth. Yeah. Like my friend is a bedside nurse, an RN, and she was lifting up like, you know, 200 pound men out of the bed, 39 weeks pregnant, working 12 hour shifts. Like, I'm right. like, hello, why are we not doing something about that? I don't know. It, we don't talk about it. Yeah. And and it, people aren't aware of it until they go through it. And I also feel like so much of my generation's choosing not to have kids. And so they're not experiencing yeah. that also, which I, I think is great. I think that choosing not to be a parent, if that's not for you, I'm all for it. I think it's very mature to know, okay, I'm not for this instead of having a kid and then being like, ah. I think it's so selfless. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I think that it is an incredible choice. Especially because we tend to get caught up in the, what you have to do, like graduate, get a job, get a house, get married, have kids. So like, I feel like a lot of people have kids because it's on that timeline of what you're supposed to do. Right. But I also feel with that culture change, Uh it's making moms feel even more isolated. Yeah. Because some people I talk to, it's like, well, then why did you have kids? Yeah. And it's like, whoa, well, it's, well, I, I want my kids. I'm not saying it's yeah, hard I mean, like because of anything against my children. It's just, it's hard. It, and it's also like, nobody warned me about it. So right, how did I know? Just like getting an education or really doing anything mm-hmm. good in your life, at least in my experience, requires a lot of hard work. And yeah. sometimes that's something you want to talk through and that yeah. you want to bitch about a little bit. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't mean that what you're experiencing is innately bad or yeah. that you wish you wouldn't have done it. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's interesting. But I, I think that that isolation and that loneliness is really similar to what I experienced in my 20s. Yeah. I feel like my sister, a lot of her isolation and loneliness is also like she's the only one of her friends that has a kid. Mm-hmm. So like they're all still off and they don't know how to cope with the fact of having a friend that has a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get so that. So they've just kind of, which I don't know. I'm not for I've that. been crazy fortunate in that regard yeah, because that's what I say. You have a great. I have my friends, not all of them, but my my very best friend had a daughter five weeks after I had G, uh-huh. um, and so I've had her in my corner. And another of my really close friends here in Northwest Arkansas, we had uh, our daughters and our sons around the same time, and so I had this really good community surrounding me. And not only that, my friends that have chosen a child free life mm-hmm. chose that while also being really adamant that they wanted to spend part of their free time supporting their friends that chose to have kids, which is not why everybody makes that choice. Mm -hmm. And that's been a huge gift to us in how they show up. And so 
I feel like I've been really fortunate in that regard, but I hear that a lot. Yeah. Because, and it's funny because from your perspective, I'm interested to hear because you're the friend who hasn't gotten married Uh and had kids. And I feel like that can, I feel like both sides can be isolating. Oh yeah. hundred percent. But I feel like the reason it's not isolating for me is because I'm in my career era, Mm -hmm. but also the fact that I'm not embarrassed to show up and be like, Hey, I'm coming like, and show up as a third wheel anywhere. Like I'm like, ah, yeah. Like that's part of me being delusional. I'm just like, nah, they, it's they might think something about it, but I don't think anything about it. Confidence and security goes a world of distance yeah. in keeping you happy. Which I'm also a very friend oriented person. So like just like me driving up here three hours to see Mary very often because right. she lives far away or like me even making time out to see my sister. Like, I hate that I can't be for her there for her more often because I right. travel all the time. Of course. So, but, you know, which I feel like I also know what entails when you have kids in a sense of I've seen my sisters go through it. So it'll make it easier whenever my friends decide to reproduce. So. For sure. Uh, being ants fun. It That's is what fun. I, I was an ant for a long time before I was in my it's mom's season. It's so fun. Season. Spoil them. Yeah. Maybe change a diaper or two if you want to. You don't have to if you don't want to. And then send them back to their parents. It's a blast. And then you go travel and yeah. spend your money on whatever you want to spend it on. My oldest niece and nephew turned 15 this spring. That is insane. Ah! I know. That is insane. I know. It the happened so fast. The fact that they're going to become humans one day. <laughs> I'm like, they are humans. But the fact that my nieces are going to have like... Well, you're going to be able to hang out like we're hanging out right now and like chat. That's crazy. Crazy. Crazy to me. I mean, I still do that because I have like the IQ that they have at four years old. But <laughs> I mean, it's not as efficient, I guess. <laughs> It's so much fun. Oh, I love them so much. So anyways, hot ant life forever. I don't know. Maybe not. We'll find out. (laughs) You're so young. That's the funny thing. Watching your content for me. Yeah. And seeing your content about being single. Like I see your sisters and the crazy thing to me is how young your sisters are. That's okay. So that's another thing we can talk about. All right. Let's get into it, Joe. <laughs> Why did I do that? I, I love know. it. I love that. She's ready. So, if you're watching, tuning in visually, I'm so sorry about what I just said. Anyways, so, um, shit, what are we talking about now? I'm- Your sister's being so young. Oh, so growing up in the South, it's like, a race like you get out of uh, high school go to college with your high school sweetheart get married to your high school sweetheart get a house and have a kid all by 21 and i was like oh that's shit. wild as we know that did not happen for me i was like oh shit oh shit and then i started traveling because i became a content creator and i would go to new york and they'd be like you know that's like that's like not normal up here like what that's not like normal uh, anywhere yeah even and then i would I mean, come I visit realized. joe and joe would be like I mean, it's not a bad thing, but Joe would be like, no. that's not normal. So I felt more heard meeting these people. I was like, oh, like you're taught in the South to do this. But like, I mean, it's fantastic if that's what worked and they're happy. I have yeah. no issue with anybody 100%. taking any timeline, but I don't think you need to feel pressure, a sense of like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. You're so young. And I feel like, you know, your grandparents are like, when are you going to find, well, my grandma is not that way, but my grandpa's like, when are you going to find a man, get married and have kids? I'm like... I'm literally, I just got back from Japan. I just got back from New York. What do you mean? When am I getting married and having kids? I'm having the time of my life right now. What's funny is I got a DM, I don't know, probably six months ago now Uh from somebody saying, what is it like being an old mom? (gasps) Like somebody said that to me and I, it was so, it was one of those moments where I was like, 
Am I? Damn. <laughs> I don't have the Kevin Hart sound where it's like, I, you know, for me, I'm 32. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was like, I don't feel like I'm that. I was 28 when I had my yeah, first. That's I feel not, like that's no. pretty smack dab yeah. in the middle of average. Which there's no wrong way to do it, but no, you shouldn't be shamed not. for doing it one and way or the other. And if anything, I felt like I had kids a lot earlier than I thought I would because uh-huh. my mom uh, has multiple sclerosis and is quadriplegic and has uh-huh. a lot of health issues. And I'm my mom's only biological child, just to give a little bit of background. Uh, and I kind of hit this phase. There were some health scares with her and I really... It was important to me that my kids got to meet my mom. Yeah. I don't, that was like just a really important thing to me. And so Matt and I, after talking it over, decided we were going to start trying a few years earlier than we probably would have Uh otherwise. And we're thrilled. That's worked out great for us. But I had kids earlier in my timeline than I ever thought I would. I got married younger than I ever thought I would. And so I think of myself as somebody who got married young and had kids young. Yeah. And it's so interesting, like hearing by 21 because yeah. at 21, I wasn't even thinking, marriage wasn't even on my to mind. Yeah. No, it wasn't even, it was not there Yeah, at all. But that's also on that thing where it's like, they throw you out of high school and they're like, all right, I hope you have all your shit together. Like, and you make it look perfect. And so I feel like that's one thing that people think makes it look perfect. And then whenever I'm not doing that, people are like, oh shit. But this is the first time that I have big girl money to go do what I want and really figure out shit about myself. So I'm not mad about it at all. Well, and to set yourself up that when you hit that season, yeah. you can enjoy it. Yeah. You can put yourself in a place where a lot of that inner turmoil and the confidence and the security in who you are uh-huh. and financial security and m- your mental health, like you can prioritize mm-hmm. all of that right now and get yourself a really beautiful foundation. Mm-hmm. So when the right opportunity presents itself and you meet the right person, if you want to have kids yeah. or if you want to start a family, if you want to build a house, Whatever it is you want to do, when that time comes, you've already built the foundation. Yeah. You're not trying to collect all the prizes and do them all at once and put them down on shaky ground. Yeah. And I think that we way underappreciate building that foundation for ourselves. I think so too. Like that's exactly where you are right now. And it's so fun for me to see. Like I love... (laughs) I like I feel like everybody on TikTok is seeing, which granted I do feel like on TikTok I overplay it like I'm just miserable. I'm single. I'm blah, 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 blah. And I don't like, feel like person, you're like that. Yeah, and in person I, I feel like I if I was like that, I wouldn't be posting like it like a joke because I would be insecure about it, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't feel like you've really talked about it in any capacity to me beyond just, you know, I'm yeah. single. And this like, is what I'm doing right now. And I feel like one thing is like, uh, we'll have people like my close, like friends that get out of like four years, rela- four year relationships. And I'm like, oh shit, you're about to go on the dating scene. And then they find somebody in like, you know, three Six months. months. <laughs> and I always tell my best friend, I'm like, damn. And she's always like, Abby, would you date who they're dating? And I'm like, no, she's like, exactly. I'm that's, like, okay. <gasps> that's honestly yeah. such a good point. And I saw somebody on TikTok, I saw a video pop up on my page where they were talking about... Uh, when somebody asks you, or if somebody tells you that you are like the person you're dating or that you're married to, is that a compliment? Oh yeah. And I thought that was so insightful. Like if somebody met me and was like, oh my God, you remind me so much of your husband. Is that a compliment or is it an insult? Wow. And if it's an insult, maybe needing to rethink who you're with. Yeah. I've also seen on TikTok girls that are like, like, am I okay today? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) 
also seen on TikTok girls that are like, when you're talking to a guy, could you see him as the father of your child? Because if he's out running these games and like cheating yeah. and doing all this shit, like you got to think about your children. Right. So. Yeah. It's a... Uh, relationships are wild, man. Just life in general. I'm like, oh my... Can somebody give me a rule book or like a handbook or something? But you don't because need one. What? Yeah. I, I feel like you're doing... That's the thing when I hear you say that and the fact that you have a podcast called No Freaking Clue. <laughs> I, I was talking to you about this earlier today yeah. is... I feel like, even though I agree, I understand the sentiment and I understand yeah. that you are so go with the flow mm-hmm. and you're not afraid to go after things when you don't have all of the details. Yeah. And I think that's a really beautiful aspirational thing about you. Sometimes. But I also feel like your head is on so right and you have a sense of confidence and security in yourself that so many people aspire to. I I think you have it a lot more together than you think. I'm like, Joe. <laughs> I really do. Why am I getting emotional? <laughs> you know, I don't get emotional. I'm like, wait, really? I'm going to make her cry on the podcast. I just feel like the, number one, everything didn't play out the way I thought it would, which is great. But um, I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> I, I want to ma- mind blanking. I'm like, what's going on here? I want to know more about that. I don't know. Things didn't work out the way that you thought they would, but... I feel like there's a lot of downtime. Does that make sense? Like it's not actually downtime because I'm working on a career and stuff like that. But I feel like there's a lot of downtime in a sense of in between college, getting my degree and not doing shit with it, but doing <laughs> getting yeah. a career and like the next step, which the, it's the little steps in between that I'm like, this is kind of going slow, but like, I don't oh. need to speed it up. But like, I feel like, oh shit, am What's, I doing enough? What is the next step? Like what's the next big thing that you think you're supposed to do? And why do you think that's what you're supposed to do? I don't know. I don't feel like there is another big thing. So I'm like, that's, I think that goes back to that thing we were talking about with 23, because you hit this thing where it's always been next thing, next thing. So like it's middle school and then I'm going to high school and then I'm going to college and after college, I'm getting my big girl job. And then when I get in with my big girl job and we're constantly checking boxes. Fear in the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're always living, jumping to those next big boxes, like if you total up every big thing that you think happens in your life, like getting married, having children, uh, graduating from college, getting your degree, getting your first big job, there's maybe what, 20 things, let's say, by the time we get to that list. And I feel like that's a pretty robust list. Yeah. If you're living from thing to thing, that means you get what twenty days total well, of I like. I feel like that might be where some people are also lost. Is because even people that got married and had kids early have already done all twenty of those things, and now they're just like. And I feel like I'm in the waiting to do those things. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm I don't think it's a waiting period. Things, but I feel like it's like I don't know. It just feels weird. It's yeah. like a quarter life crisis, as they say. Like it's seeking out purpose. There it is. I mean, ding, I, ding, ding, ding. I think that's what it is. I think it's this beautiful thing where all your needs are met. You know, you your bills are paid. Yeah. There's there's food on the table. There's shelter. You're not stressed week to week of if the water's going to shut off. Yeah. And that's a privilege. And from there, you get to move on to the next thing. And, and you feel security within yourself. You feel security within your relationships with your family. So you're not having that absorb you. So what's the next thing? The thing above that is that you're wondering what's my purpose? Yeah. And where's the impact that I make? And that's like, that's the ultimate riddle like yeah. of existing. I'm like, oh my gosh, my brain. I hate thinking about existing. It like honestly keeps me <laughs> up at night. I'm like, oh my it's God. It's really wild. 
I definitely end up in that mindset where like, I'm like, we honestly you know, look like aliens if you really think about oh, it. Oh, like, 100%. Why do we have this growing out of our head in this certain spot? Like, bizarre. It's weird to me. And like, why do we have this growing right here? I don't get it. Yeah, even when I read about it, I don't trust it. I feel like Joe's one of those friends that I can get really deep with and think about shit like that with. I'm like, oh. I do that a lot. Yeah. Joe's a very deep thinker. That's why I like being around me because I'm like, okay, what's going on? Not intentionally. Yeah. I, it's, I think that's something that I unfortunately just kind of roll into. There's not a lot of light conversation when people are like, how's the weather? I'm like, have you thought about meteorology? Isn't that <laughs> you crazy? thought about the fact that we're on this floating rock. They're like, so is it like 72? Or- <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wild. Uh, no, truly though. So you're, I, like, you're like, so why do you think we're really here? <laughs> like, what? I just wanted to know, like, <laughs> like, I want to know your theories and observations. <laughs> I'd like to take them into account myself. I'm like, oh, okay, man. well. Yeah, I do do that. But I love it. I'm guilty of that. I love it. Hmm. Because we didn't cite to life. Yeah. I'm like, what else do we have? Let's, let's look at the chat list. What else do we have to chat about? Quarter life crisis, confidence, insecurity, individually, individuality. Individuality. I feel like you're very good at that. So. I feel like you're very good at finding your individuality out of being a wife and a mother, yeah. which I feel like that's sometimes probably where mothers struggle is they put all their eggs in that basket and then they I don't even alone time and they're like, who the fuck am I? Okay. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. I don't think moms put all their eggs in one basket. I think, again, it goes back to, I think culturally we force women to put their eggs in one basket uh-huh. and then we criticize women for putting eggs in one basket once they've done it. Oop. Yeah, like, but then I, you criticize them if they don't because you're like, oh, you're a bad mom. Right, Yeah, so 100%. It's like an odd- I feel like there's this lose-lose, and I think that the only way to cope with it is to just accept that people are going to be critical about different things that you do, yeah. no matter what, and also surround yourself, if you can, with people who truly want to support you. I'm able to really have an identity outside of my kids because I have an incredible partner Uh who is very supportive in me having an identity outside of my kids. He does not want me to be known and thought of as just my kid's mother. He wants me to be my own independent person because he realizes that that is crucial to my health as a person and same for me to him. Yeah. And so we're able to support one another through that. Uh, It's hard though. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of moms I meet try to find their independence and their identity too early in motherhood. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I don't think the first year after you have a baby, I don't even think you should be thinking about like who you are outside of your children and all of that. It's hard because it's so muddled together. You literally can't distinguish who you are as a mom versus who you are individually because they, there is no separation in them. Yeah. Cause your baby's such an extension of you. Mm -hmm. When after, would you say probably like, would you say after your first one and while you have your second one, you can, have that. Yeah, I think I was pregnant, but I think around the 18 month mark when my daughter was about 18 months old, I felt like I regained a lot of yeah. um faculty in terms of how I felt as an individual. Yeah. Uh but then I had another baby and I <laughs> I did it all over again. Yeah. And it's just kind of that season. But I've always admired that about you. Like even on social media you can tell that like you're not 
I mean, obviously you're an amazing mother, Thanks. but like you don't, you know, use it to climb the, no, just like y'all have said before, there's such thing as content babies. I didn't know what content baby was until I literally met you <laughs> and you were like, yeah, you know, people have content babies. I was like, what is that? I genuinely, and when I said this, I genuinely don't think there, I'm sure there are people out there, but I don't think very many people um, go out with intention of having a baby purely for content. content. Uh-huh. The thing about being a content creator and big events in your life is you have an uptick in engagement. Yeah. So whatever it may be, getting engaged, getting married, announcing you have a boyfriend, uh-huh. uh, buying a house, renovating a house. It's why you see people buy, like build these incredible homes and mm-hmm. then they... Build a new one. Yeah. Yeah. And which is terrible. Again, I don't even know that it's for some people it might be strategy, and for other Uh people, it's like they feel really they get used to that dopamine hit from content performing. It's like a rat race. Yeah. What do they call it? Like a yeah rat race. I mean, keeping up with the Joneses, whatever it is. Social media gives a very measurable version of that. And I look back and I think of my pregnancy with my first G was, she was kind of a content baby. Uh It wasn't intentional. Like it wasn't a strategized, we're doing this for content, but I documented and shared through my entire pregnancy Mm -hmm. and the content did really well. I had my first over a million like video Uh at like 39 weeks pregnant. I hit a million followers while I was pregnant. Um, Like people were really invested in it and it's really hard. I feel like now that was in 2020 I feel like we have a lot more information now yep. and a lot more resources and a lot more um, conversation surrounding kids and social media uh-huh. that we didn't necessarily have then. But I had this realization. When is that still going? Yeah. Okay, just, you fine. can hit it and you can see the level still. Okay, uh, I had this realization, though, that if I was posting about my pregnancy and about being a mom in the way that I was, I was going to gain an audience based on people wanting to see content like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I made the choice to not share my second pregnancy. Yeah. One of them among other things as well. But I realized I didn't mind sharing pieces of my pregnancy Uh here and there and sharing my experience as a mom, but I didn't want people following along simply for my kids. Yeah. And so that was kind of how I navigated it. Yeah. And I think you did a good job at it. Thanks. I think you said, let me not make this about my kids the second time around. Let me make it an iconic shit still. Like it still did fucking amazing. Yeah, it did well, but it was really different because the thing is it, Yes, it was a big deal like the when it happened, yeah. but it died down and then it was done. Yeah. Whereas when you're pregnant and you're doing things over a really long period of time, um, it just gives you a lot more opportunity to have engagement surrounding yeah. it. And I don't necessarily think that's wrong. But I think you recognize that though, and I think a lot of people just keep chasing that high and keep it's easy to do. Yeah. It's easy to do. I feel like I was a part of it as well. Um, and I, I'm watching now a few creators who during their pregnancies have come out and said, I'm not sharing my yeah. kids once they're here. And I think that's great. I think yeah. establishing boundaries and uh-huh. kind of letting people know how it's going to go. I think that's and great. I think that's also hard to navigate even after though, because it's like, oh shit, I've made 90% of my personality this, 
what the fuck am I going to do now if I'm not going to share my kid? You know what I mean? It's also hard to make your personality anything else though. Yeah. But the thing about it is, here's the thing. I don't understand why we harp on moms so hard about like that because Making when kids are in, yeah, because yeah. when kids are in college, it is you. 90% of your personality is you're in college. Yeah. And then that's over uh-huh. and you're on to the next thing. And 90% of your, that's how life goes. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I do think there's a healthy boundary though of doing it and not using your kids and yes. doing it and making it about you. A hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, it's all a balance. I just, um, like Joe, a mother instead of, you know, your yes. kid's name's mom. Yes. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree with that. A hundred percent. Like every now and again, people will comment on our stuff and be like, oh my gosh, I like forgot you guys had kids or they'll say like, wait, what are your kids' names again? And I'm like, that's good. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's why I didn't say name. <laughs> yeah. I'm but like, I think that's very, I, I think you're good at finding shit outside of it too, but you're good at also on the bounce and be like, okay, I'm struggling with this. It's being a mom. And again, not that we don't share that stuff. It's just, it's not about that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You share it at a good amount. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, and I feel like every time I talk about it, I get so hesitant because I never want to sound like I'm being critical of other moms and yeah. the choices they're making. Yeah. Because I don't know if what I'm doing is right universally. Mm-hmm. I just know that it's right for me. Yeah. Is that, is that, I think check that's out? With everything in life though. You know what I mean? Totally. Kind of like talking about young moms. It's like, totally. that's not wrong. No. So I feel like that's everything universally. People can always, I know, I know it is. It is that part. way. It's the hardest part. Yeah. You have a hard time. I do have a hard time. <laughs> I'm like, wait, are we talking about hate comments now? Or what are we talking, yeah. are we talking about? Ah! I was reading through my first, uh, death threats today. Cause I found it again in my blocked comment and my blocked messages. What? Yeah, I had to report it to the police. <gasps> what? Yeah, it's because I had an ad that was like boosted. So, like, when you create content, uh, when you do a brand partnership, they can pay extra money to boost a video for you. So it like makes your, you know, gives you like two million views on their video just so that it does better. And if you see those on TikTok where they keep popping up, it's like a hair ad and it'll be like, say paid partnership and pop up like seven times as you're scrolling. That's what that is. It's because it's a paid advertisement. Yeah. This dude was tired of seeing it, I guess. So we're going to let Jay read that in her head because um, it's kind of (laughs) nasty. Which granted, I am a little bit annoying in my ads. Okay. (laughs) But it's brand friendliness. Okay. They like cheesy shit. So I'm like, okay, I can give y'all some cheesy shit. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll give you guys a little snippet. It does say... Oh my gosh. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. If you're... You are dead. If I ever see you in public, dead, I tell you dead. <laughs> I said, okay, Harry. Okay, Harry. Yeah. I've never had anything like that happen. But to me, that's somebody who doesn't understand how social work like as if you're in control and you're putting your thing in exactly in their feed yeah. over and over again i guess what really gets me about hate comments is whenever they comment on your video my video and say oh my gosh she has such a big nose you should be saying you have such a big nose because you're commenting on my fucking video okay would you comment on somebody's facebook photo like a Facebook photo with 23 likes and be like, oh my gosh, she has such a big nose. No, you wouldn't. But this is the same thing. My, you know my somebody, thing is so yellow. <laughs> you know you know, somebody made an entire account to talk about my nose? What? Yeah. Have I ever told you that? No. Yeah. Somebody made an entire account and they, for like months, 
commented on every single video that I posted. Is it the one you uh, you made a thirst uh, yes, trap to it? Yeah. Like a little transition? Well, that's, that was... It had just started. They'd only left like two or three comments at that point when I made that video. They aren't doing it anymore now. That was uh, last year or early this year. It was like April of this year. Yeah. But for like two or three months, every video I posted, they would leave a comment about my nose. And I feel like after a while, it gets you get so numb to those like oh to lips and nose. It's just like I don't give a fuck anymore. You comment about something, I thought it was. I might care. I told Matt, I was like, this is kind of funny. Yeah. Somebody like it. I find it comical that somebody has the time to not only make an account, but check it and then check my stuff and leave. Like I'm living rent free in that person. My nose is living rent free in that yeah. person's head. And I'm always like, I don't give a shit what y'all say about my nose. I'm not getting a nose job because I don't want one. So no, I don't know what you say. Like I, I, yeah, I'm, it doesn't I'm make me good. insecure about my nose. I've never looked at my nose after those comments have been like, I'm just no. like, oh. but isn't that funny? That is that's embarrassing for them because I'm just thinking of them like who are they why are they spending that much time why are they that obsessed yeah obviously you're their comfort creator (laughs) yeah so fascinating which I mean amaze me yeah the whole hater scene troll scene amazes me because I'm like what I've never in my life done that no I don't I don't get it. Here's the other thing that amazes me. I put an Instagram story up not that long ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> not that Asking long ago. It was a long time ago. People, if they've ever left, like, yes or no, I've left a hurtful comment. Yeah. And 98% of people said no. Yeah. And I went through the list and so many people that said no have left hurtful comments on things that I've written and it like posted. And it made me realize, I think so few people actually know what is hurt. Do you know what I mean? Because when they write awareness, they're seeing it from their perspective, and yeah. they might be like, uh, like the way they're reading it is like maybe a joke or sarcastic, or uh, they don't need to take me that seriously because I don't matter or whatever it is. So they don't see it as hurtful, but that doesn't mean it's not. But they don't have self awareness then, right? Which Mary always says, to like, what is it? Twenty percent of the population is self aware. Only that, not even twenty. What is it? But no like, idea. I could see that. Ha- I will comment something so nice on somebody's post, but like keep backspacing and redoing it. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, what's that? What if that's offensive? It's like you hot ass bitch. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what if me saying ass is offensive? Like I will re. And the most embarrassing thing is like whenever I'm like me and big creators are mutuals and I'm messaging them back. Cause they message me and I'm like, let me backspace. No, no. I will sit there twenty minutes trying to think of a reply. Cause I'm such that's a loser. So funny. I'm such a loser. Me too. I probably did it to you, Joe, whenever we first started. That's <laughs> hilarious because <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm always like, oh my gosh, does this sound too forward? Does this sound, what is this? I don't know. I always tell people I'm the most underwhelming person to me in real life. I feel like I am exactly how I am online though. Like I don't feel like it's like crazy different. I feel like we both are. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And that's who I vibe with. That's like, I like people that what you see is what you get. Yeah. All the way. Have you, I don't know that I've met anybody that off. Like putting up that much of a front, but like I'm. Oh, I have. I have, but not, not in a bad way, yeah. actually. Everybody I've met that's way off, like that their personality does not align with their content online. Every that I can think of, maybe I can think of a few that aren't this way, but for the most part, their personality in real life is tenfold better than their persona really? online. Yeah. I have multiple people that I've met like that. 
huh. where I was unsure going into meeting them. Not that I didn't think anything bad of them. I was just like, I don't know if we'll vibe or not. I'm having a hard time like getting a read. Yeah. Met them in person and they're absolutely incredible and their content just doesn't align uh-huh. with that. Like I'm like, you need to show more of who you are because who you are is absolutely exceptional. Yeah. I have a friend. I feel like anybody that's a bitch, you can tell online. I have so. a friend who's like an IG baddie, like original, uh-huh. like was part of that group that did the like cool girl fashion and came up in like 2015, 2016. And she's known for like this very cool girl aesthetic and she's stunningly beautiful. Uh-huh. Um, just very hot. And she is hands down one of the most caring, loving, exceptional, thoughtful I mean, she's just incredible. Uh-huh. Doesn't show through in her social at all. And huh. I'm like, okay, I, show me more of that. Yeah. I'm like, you're outstanding. You're inspiring. You bring so much depth and I don't know, yeah. so much to my life. Uh-huh. And I, you need to bring that into your yeah. social because yes, you're fashionable and yes, uh-huh. you're beautiful. And yes, you're like uber cool. But that is not the only thing about you that is so damn valuable. Uh-huh. And there's so much of your personality and what's in you that's so special that I wish she could let shine through. Yeah. Which I feel like once you find your niche or what works for you, just keep a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I would have done thirst traps until the day I died. If I didn't know that <laughs> you were work for me, can you guys picture my ass doing a thirst trap? Like guys, what? I would have never blown up if all I was doing was thirst traps. <laughs> like they're like, boo, throwing tomatoes. And I'm like, okay, let me post yeah. another one. Let me see if this angle will work. Yeah. What I don't do do? got that. Do I do? don't, I don't think I've ever made a thirst trap. I definitely did because I used to model. So it was like. That's like, awesome. Yeah. Actually. Okay. So when I, I went on a, I wouldn't call it a date, a friend date with this dude that I knew since uh, he went to college with Mary. Really weird story. He's from Paris. He went to college with Mary and we like kind of talked in 2018. And then in, but we've known each other since 2018, never met in person until New York Fashion Week this year. Mm-hmm. He lives in New York now. He's like, hey, do you want to go get coffee? First time we've ever met. He's been in Arkansas for five years. First time we meet is in New York. So that was kind of weird. But he met me in person. He didn't know I was doing social media. He thought I was still modeling. And he was like, I just thought you were like really about your parents. Like he's like, I didn't know you were like, had personality. <laughs> I was like, he's like, this is great. Like where has this Abby been the whole time? I'm like, oh shit. Okay. That's so funny. Yeah. You are so much fun. I'm like, Joe, really? Yes. <laughs> Joe always hypes me up. I can always count on her. Well, you're fun. I like being around you, so well, that's good. easy. I'm like, even if you don't, you're going to be around me still, so it doesn't matter. I'm stuck matter, with her. Truly. Thank so. goodness, because the Arkansas ghouls got to stick together. I'm like, I think we covered some good shit today, though. Yeah. I think this can honestly all be one episode, because I, now that I'm doing bi-weekly, we could just one long ass episode. Yeah. I, I, don't, I have no idea what we talked about. I hope it was helpful. <sighs> I hope it was nice. It no, has, I think it was great. If it's not helpful, it'll at least be entertaining. Yeah, very. So. We're a disaster. <laughs> But like controlled, controlled chaos. It's kind of like when they set the woods on fire, but it's like a controlled fire. Like they yes. know. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we are. Like it looks concerning from the outside, but we know what's going on. Yeah. Right? That's my thing when like whenever I have my mess, my room a mess or my car a mess, I'm like, yeah. But you know I know I have a Chick-fil-A is. sauce packet right back there under mm. my seat that I can use if they don't give me sauce. Yep. So. Emergency anyways. covered. <laughs> <laughs> we got it covered. So anyways, I guess we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Yeehaw. Well, thanks for being on. Always. I'll come on anytime you want. Uh, anytime I need it. I'm like, right, Joe, I'm coming up. Get on the pod, boys. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> Never. Help me. No. Anyways. All right. Well, I love you guys. 
Be sure to download, like, subscribe. Do all those things. Follow her on the internet. Yeah. On that note. Joe, follow you. Oh, yeah. I'm on the internet. What's you can find name? me too. Joe Johnson Overby. O-V-E-R-B-Y. Over. Bye. Over. Bye. Over. B. Okay. Bye. Over. <laughs> bye. Okay. We will see you guys on the next episode of No Freaking Clue. Oh, bye-bye.